We are swiftly approaching 50 episodes. Have you thought of that? I have not, actually, now that you mention it. Like five weeks until we've done, not a year, but until we've done 50 of these. Well, what are we going to do? 50, it's actually 51 because we skipped a week. So five weeks until 50 and then six weeks until a year. That's true. We skipped one for the, yeah. Uh, do hey, we do, like, do we, skip, do we do a gauntlet? Or alternatively, do we skip another week? So that they fall May, on the same yeah. episode. No, that's a good idea. Maybe we do skip a week, but we, we release. Let's release three of them in a single week. Okay. No, that's what I was thinking. Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill, the a show that is um in a rapid spiral as we're not quite sure what to do in five weeks. I am one of your hosts, Spencer. And over there is Ben. Ben, tell the people what we're doing here. Spencer, I don't like that you keep bringing this up because now I'm thinking about how last time we released like a published adventure on DMs Guild and mm-hmm. we, we don't have anything. I think you're the one digging your own grave right here. The more you uh, exposit, <laughs> you could have set the standards lower. We may have had a whole new listenership by this point. It could have been like for episode 25, we dropped an adventure. For episode 50, we're putting out a sticker. Just go download. I'm not even selling it to you. You have to download it, and I hope you have a sticker maker. For episode 50, we're releasing the collector's edition of Haggle Rock. Sour 16. <laughs> it comes in a little bit bigger box. I get in that we've made the file size bigger on DMs Guild. It's got a new cover art. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> As opposed yes, to that placeholder very good. one. Maybe we'll actually draw that cover this time. As opposed to the placeholder one that I made with an AI generator art program. Um, yeah, this show, Spencer, is a show in which we brainstorm a tabletop RPG one shot using, well, not listener, just kind of lists of things that we've pulled off the internet and we take one premise and two items and we mission mash them together and then we hope that at the end we've got something that's either funny or useful or maybe, just maybe, both. This week, Ben, we have four premises. Doing it! (laughs) One. (laughs) A burning airship is seen wobbling unsteadily through the air on a collision course with the ground. Shortly after it disappears over a nearby hill, a crashing noise is heard and a cloud of smoke can be seen off in the distance. That one comes from Kasoon.com, creator of Great Vague Plot Premises. Burning airship crashes over the yonder hill. And we have a hundred items. Ben, do you want to... Do you want to soup this one up real quick? Yeah, I will. Uh, Spencer, is there going to be like a whole scene in which they, one of them doesn't know which way to look, even though there's a big trail of smoke? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but now I have. Uh, 13 for that one. Lucky 13. Explosorus carnelian, when activated, begins to glow hotter and hotter. Explodes like a stick of dynamite after 1d2 plus 2 rounds. I want to reiterate, Explosorus carnelian. Okay, I I didn't bring it up when you first... I almost asked if you wanted to take that one again. Nope, I read that right. 
Huh. Uh, that comes from Goblin Punch and Bacab's Blessed Blog. So we've got our culprit for what brought down the airship. Yes, I like that. I like that. I got some other ideas, but why don't we get another item? We all do. I don't know what you just did with your mouth. Uh, 28. Low rolls today. Boots of independence. <laughs> when you remove these boots and fall to restrain them, put them in a pack, etc. Restrain them? Yeah, you do, know you how you me- restrain boots so they don't run away? Oh, excuse me. Okay, I misread. When you remove these boots and fail to restrain them, mm. fail to restrain them, uh, put them in your pack, etc. They will walk back the way they came, all the way back to where you first put them on, with more or less the same cadence and sounds. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> if you walked in a loop somewhere along the line, the boots will get stuck in the loop and repeat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got um, what may count. At, that that also comes from Goblin Blunt. Go- <laughs> now I am mispronouncing shit. That also comes from Goblin Punch and Bacab's Blessed Blog. The um, Now, I want to imagine that these boots walk backwards. Like, it's not like they get up and then retrace their... They're literally... I think that's right, yeah. It's like it's like a recording of all the steps you did. It's, I like that. I like that, personally. My thought, maybe, is the Zeppelin crashed a survivor... Uh, navigated his way out of yonder wreckage like an important survivor maybe there was a noble who was on there of high value um the explosives are like either what brought it down or they're an environmental hazard like they grow as little stalks on the ground Mm. um and then you have to find this guy by trying to trace the trail that his boots have just stamped when they return back to the zeppelin So, like, you get to the Zeppelin, the boots just made their way back, and you can try and track the path they just took. Now, Spencer, I I really like that idea. Let me let me. You don't have to, but what do you got? No, I do like it. Let me add some things onto it. This Zeppelin, it's got like some high value. It's carrying all of the king's gold. Yes, all the king's gold. And it crashed in an enchanted forest. Okay. Okay incredibly easy to get lost in and maybe even had maybe it's like cursed to where you can never find what you're looking for in the forest but but as you said this guy walked out and you found him and then you tie him up you take off his boots Because you're like, man, we got him. We got the king and all his riches. And then the boots walk backwards through the forest, but the boots aren't, you know, looking for anything. They're just following a magic code that they have. So you're, they you're interrogating the king. You're beating the shit out of him. He's like, I'll never tell you and you'll never find it because those enchanted woods cannot be navigated. And as the thief is pulling his boots off, they start walking <laughs> back to the ship. And he says, oh, bother. And then it's like a game of trying not to lose the boots, because if you yes. lose the boots, that's it. I love this. It's like the uh, Breath of the Wild, like having to follow the Koroks around in the Lost Woods yes. for those little trials. Mm-hmm. Love this. Love this. Except I don't think the boots are going to get scared of you. Don't worry about that. But then we get we got to incorporate the loop. It's 
somehow. Maybe the boots get stuck at some point and the players have to like manually shove the boots out of the trail to like get them back on course. Yeah, that I, I like that. It's like you got to shove them out or stop them so that they can't continue along the loop that they're on. And Yeah, you just got to the players need to do some sort of interaction mm. with the boots. And maybe there's like a bit of a timer on that scenario. Like while the boots are stuck in a loop, a combat encounter starts. While the boots are stuck in a loop, some lava is rising from the floor. And you've got to get those boots out of that loop before the lava completely dissolves them. I love that idea, but that had the cadence of slam poetry. And I was waiting for the, the, the stinger to hit. Um no, yeah, environmental hazard, too. Something that just won't end when you kill it. Um, love that. So, like, maybe some kind of, I don't know, spore cloud that's emanated by a plant. Or Christopher some Lloyd kind of, has a big... Yeah, maybe Christopher Lloyd. He's got a big barrel of acid, and he's like, I'm going to put these enchanted boots in here, and then they're going to turn into goop. And you're like, stop, famed actor Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lloyd was the bad guy in uh, Roger Rabbit, right? Uh, it certainly wasn't Christopher Lee who my mind went to first. <laughs> <laughs> that was, in fact, the bad guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think he also plays... Wait, no. I don't know if he was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He's definitely Doc he, from, yes, from Back to the Future. Doc from Back to the Future. I swear he's the bad guy in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, by the way, welcome to the middle part of every episode of One Shot, One Quill during the, uh, let's call it the... <laughs> the pop culture fugue state. <laughs> I was going to say the midlife crisis of One Shot, One Quill. <laughs> oh, that's right now, coming up on episode 50. Um, we have come up with such it a strong premise so Lloyd. quick. Good. I was so worried that we couldn't proceed in the episode without figuring that out. Uh, yes, it's so good. And it's only been 11 minutes. So do we want to look up some other famous actors that were in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I was thinking we could flesh out some more obstacles in the Enchanted <laughs> Woods. What do you, what do you, which of those two do you want to do? Mm. Well, we the podcast has a theme, so... Um. You're right. Maybe we should go to IMDb. Um... So if we got these explodey sticks, we've we already had the easy answer of that's what brought down the Zeppelin. And mm. that could still be the case because there could be like, say, a spilled crate of some of them that haven't ignited yet near the wreckage. Um, and those could be like serviced as a if players are clever enough to use the environment that can like aid in a harder than average boss fight. Now, Spencer, let me uh, let me posit this the enchanted forest maybe it's not always consistent and so maybe the boots like at some point they get up and they're like just they stop because there's a rock in the way okay yeah and the rock is too big to be lifted but it also has a convenient hole for dynamite <laughs> <laughs> that's a brilliant solution and i'm a fan of that so maybe we could have these growing in the forest and you could pluck them as you go and uh, and use them for obstacles such as blowing a boulder apart or fighting a thing or fighting a boulder 
I also like the idea that maybe some of these were like stashed underneath a treasure hoard. And if players are reckless and like a fire source gets too close or an explosive effect like fireball goes off near the treasure pile, that you suddenly destroy some of this gold and you make it into a shrapnel bomb, basically. So you're <laughs> of gold coins. So I went with a uh, wall. You went with landmine. Yes. Yeah, I went with an IED. <laughs> a nail bomb, if you will. Uh. <laughs> Two types of people on this show. Yeah. And what are there any kind of creatures that you think could inhabit an enchanted hood? Hood? Um, boggles. Boggles. Boggles makes sense. Not enough boggles and red not, caps, really. <laughs> not enough boggles. There's never enough boggles. I just need to whole cloth rip this out of Baldur's Gate 3. There's a red cap encounter in the swampy area of, of Baldur's Gate 3 mm. where the, the pretense is you're in this hallucinatory terrain uh, that's meant to look all fairy tale and whimsical. And so when you approach this encounter, you find a bunch of sheep. And if for whatever reason you end up breaking the illusion, the red caps continue to act like sheep <laughs> and will buy in your face when you go to fight them. And I think that's the funniest shit next to the fact that they drop kick you as their primary attack. These like little three foot tall dudes just drop kick you right in the knees. Funniest shit I've ever seen. Now, Spencer, maybe that's because we had talked about it being these exploderoni sticks. Um but maybe new, new from Chef Boyardee exploderoni yeah. sticks. <laughs> Great for kids uh, that you don't want anymore. But maybe this enchanted forest, as you said, is some sort of illusory terrain. Uh, and the ship was intentionally knocked out of the sky here. Hmm. What do you think our villain is, our perpetrator then? More boggles and red caps? Well, Spencer, uh... Don't say it. Let me... Don't think it, don't say it. <laughs> what are you thinking? Are you are you about to haggle rock me again? No. I wasn't. I was gonna pull out, uh... Uh, Mordekainen presents Monsters of the Multiverse. <laughs> uh, mm, it's, it's a hell... Tie-in? A hellfire engine. That's just the first thing I turned to. Hang on, so what about a Hellfire engine? I don't know, that did it. <laughs> that did it. What is a Hellfire engine? Please, explain. Uh, did you do your homework before you spat out this no, buzzword? No, I just pulled mm. it. Uh, it's just a big thing that... Uh, it's got a thunder cannon. That could bring down an airship. Ooh, okay. Okay, 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 so maybe... I pulled this out because I was going to look for a fey, but that's a fiend. Well, I mean, I, I don't hate the idea either, though, that they were chased out of the sky and shot down um, and that maybe the denizens of these woods aren't exactly the ones who shot down the ship. Like mm. maybe then they touched down to loot the ship and they are powerful enough to have cast some sort of fey magic over it. But then again, I, I, I like it just as much that you've got this third villainous. You got a neutral villainous faction, which is the woods itself. You've got a rival villainous faction, which is whatever shot down the ship. And then you've got the allied villainous faction, which is you, the people who robbed the king and are looking to steal his gold. And you've got the unaligned villainous faction, which is a frog hemoth. I, how did, did you know that's like one of my favorite monsters for no reason at all? I did. You've told me this before. I love frog hemoths. 
For no, they're just big piles they're of frog. Just big old frogs. It's it's a pile of frog. There's just there's eyes all over it. There's tentacles. It looks like Matt Groening's classic alien characters <laughs> from like Futurama or The Simpsons. Just a pile with tentacles and eyeballs. And that speaks to me for some bizarre reason. Well, Spencer, it's, love frog hemoth. It's just like your psyche. A big monster <laughs> frog. Big monster frog. I love frogs. This could be the whole episode if you don't stop me. Are, are we going with it's a hellfire engine? It's a hellfire engine so, piloted by none other than Captain John LeFrog. I'm sorry. I thought the frog was just kind of there. The frog well, hemoth. Is he, is he taking the hellfire engine? Is this what mm-hmm. we're going with? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, That's your rival pilot. It's got eye patches on many of its eyes. <laughs> Uh, J- Spencer, does this frog Hemoth, does he have a crew of bullywugs? Yes. How did you know, Ben? How well, did you know he was crewed by bullywugs? You know, I just got a... His second mate is a slod. A green slod. <laughs> so, <laughs> you go through this enchanted fey forest fighting boggles and trying not to lose boots. Mm-hmm. Um, that are walking back and you cannot stop them other like you cannot stand in the way or whatever because if you touch these boots it overwrites whatever their walking back is i think they lost yeah it's like okay now now we're following you um you get through these obstacles including but not limited to lava floors and uh christopher lloyd from who framed roger rabbit slash back to the future uh well, it's his character from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's Judge Ooh. Doom. Ooh. Ooh. Remember, remember him? Remember when he killed my brother and talked like this? <laughs> and then he got squished. My fiance fucking hates every time I bring up that scene. It's basically traumatic. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, yeah, just weaponize that. I don't know. There's also a bunch of explodey mushroom stalks. That are landmines, just in case you want to blow off a player character's leg. Yes. Uh, and you can use those to solve puzzles, such as a big boulder or your players having too many legs. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, surprised you have yet to make the Sisyphus reference with big boulder coming into play. Spencer. And I know I've doomed myself to hear it now that I've said it, but. Spencer, there's no. What, what's Sisyphusiate about that? There's no one rolling a big boulder up a hill, and every time they get to the top, it's down at the bottom again. I, I'm glad your comprehension of the myth does get more and more expanded with each. Continue. Uh, um, at the end of these enchanted woods, tell me, Ben, reiterate, what do we find? You find that it's all been Say illusory, it. and there is a hellfire engine that is being piloted by a frog hemoth. And that frog hemoth's green slod first mate, along with the bullywug crew, and I guess you fight them or maybe ally yourself with them, because who would want to fight them? I mean, that's the thing, though, is they have no need of you, so it's really going to, you're going to beg for your life or you're going to have to fight them, Mm. but they're sure as shit not sharing any of this treasure with you. Well, maybe you're not going to ask them for treasure. Maybe you're just going to be like, could I stay here and continue to look at how cool you are. Mm. 
you will be disappointed by how swiftly they must leave and shoot down another Zeppelin. Oh, is that what they do? They're just a roving band of Zeppelin destroying. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it started out for funsies and now it's really more it's it's kind of a fetish actually for the captain at this point it's, it's the only thing he can he can really enjoy anymore is destroying something beautiful in the sky oh spencer what do we call this one hmm hmm the hindenburg <laughs> something something backtrack um Fire in the sky. Uh, Mr. Mr. Frog and his magical pair of boots. The <laughs> um, let's. How, um, what about? What about just backpedaled? I like backpedaled personally. In parentheses, Mr. Frog and his wonderful pair of boots. <laughs> There's just too many characters to make a good title out of that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> backpedaled though we will take well thank you everybody for another uh another episode that you have listened to this is a did you i'm not doing this again for the episode thank you guys for making this episode. it was made possible with the support of listeners like you uh listen to our radio fundraising drive where you can get a tote bag next week <laughs> um we want to thank all of our journalists currently overseas collecting this info We'd like to thank all of the people standing by on the phones right now to get your donation. <laughs> I'm Ira Glass. <laughs> and this is NPR. Ben, go ahead. Who do we have to thank? Uh, we'd also like to thank Morgan the Bard uh, for our theme song, Alitaveridal Gulier, off the album Lost in Time. You can find that on the internet with a quick Google search. Uh, if you would like to send us suggestions like the ones you heard here, or even unlike them, but they do, <laughs> if they're unlike them, have to include a frog hemoth. That's that's the new rule. Uh, yeah, I sanction that. That's getting my red rubber stamp of approval. Uh, you can do so by contacting us at dndpod, that is at dndpod on Twitter, uh, DM or tag or whatever. I don't care. I'll get the notification on my phone. And then... I think man, there's nothing left to do but tease for the fine folks that soon Big 50 will be here. And boy, we're going to think of a way to make that momentous. And Spencer, once 50's here, everything changes. Oh, well, uh, mm, those are the stakes I want to hear. Yes, yes. Or nothing. Well, One of the that, two. That, no, don't cut that out. Cut, don't, don't say that. <laughs> Hey! Are we gonna do the whole thing? Do I do you want to replace? To cut, replace the little laugh with with mine. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna choke on my spit. <laughs>